welcome to the humor in mistakes podcast and today you will not be getting your normal intro because our guest this week is known to the world as Jana mcneil but to me she is known as mama ma and woman that used to ground me all the time i've always wanted to interview my mama on this podcast because she is the source of where the concept of mistakes are okay come from because i watched her make mistakes and have to accept that the mistakes were made and change her life Uh, she had me and my four sisters when she was really young five kids by 22. she was a child do you know what i was doing at 22 drinking and trying to have sex at bars like that's all i was concerned about and she had five human beings with two deadbeat dads and i remember her coming in the kitchen one day and she had just gotten off the phone arguing with one of our dads over giving us money he had given her some money and he asked her what she spent it on and she said the power bill and he got upset and this man literally contributed nothing but like 40 or 50 bucks to the household every month and she was like you know what justin i will never ask any one of your fathers it's only two of them but i will never ask any one of your fathers for another dime again i'm not arguing with uh, another human being over 40 bucks for his kids and she was in and she got into nursing school and she struggled with five children and she get, put herself through nursing school and graduated and i watched our lives change over the span of a decade and by the time i was a freshman in high school we were on the other side of things So it taught me that if you keep your eyes on the prize, you can't get caught up in the day-to-day bullshit. But if you keep your eyes on the prize, you can change things. Because there was day-to-day bullshit. There was times when my stepfather would call with BS. There was times when the car was really shitty and would break down. There were times when we would have to eat wieners and beans and weenies for a few days in a row because money was tight but she kept her eye on the prize and I can see that and I can reflect on that anytime I feel like giving up. She's so strong and powerful and I love her because I got to witness that. Like that is the ultimate gift you can give your child is to show them and teach them resilience through your own resilience. It's why I have no doubts that I'm gonna eventually make money with my creative endeavors. Bombing on stage? that ain't shit having someone not laugh at your jokes like that don't mean nothing in the grand scheme of things nothing it don't bother me it don't bother me at all this is nothing my mom always says son you ain't got no kids you ain't got nothing to worry about so i love my mother this is a great episode and oh one other thing i want to tell y'all is she's truly supportive I remember a few years ago, I went to her and I was like, Ma, like I got a great job at IBM. I'm on the other side of things. This is everything that you and I wanted. I got my master's degree. Like this is everything that you and I wanted. I can hit cruise control in life at this point, but I am bored at IBM. I am bored working as software engineer because the path is too laid out. All I gotta do is show up to work and do a good job and i'll make six figures for the rest of my life 
I was like, that shit is boring to me, mama. I want to do this comedy shit because there is no clear path. I could give my best and still fail. And that, that intrigues me. And she was like, then go for it. And up to this point, I had always felt like she was such a realist because she had to be. She didn't have room to go on stage and write for hours. So I did not think she was going to be cool with the decision. And she said, I love you. You've always been funny. Go do it. And like that was another great gift that she gave me. Like I quit stressing out a few years ago about it. I used to stress my ass off about pursuing my dreams because they weren't realistic. But like at the end of the day, mom, mama loves me. Like at times when people in this community won't like me, they'll say something about me. The only thing I say is my in my head is like, bitch, my mama loved me. Homie, my mama loved me. Asshole, my mama loved me. Like I just say that in my head over and over again. So don't nobody else on this planet gotta like me because my mama loved me. Uh, so I love my mama. This is a great episode. You can learn a lot. This intro has been extremely long. Uh, tune into the episode, everyone. So this is the beginning of the podcast. Well, I'm going to introduce us and then uh, we'll get started. Or this could be the start right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up, my little mistakers? And welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I have a special guest. Uh, she birthed me. Uh, <laughs> I'm here with my mama, Janet McNeil. What's up, mama? Hey, babe, what's up? How you doing? She's nervous as hell. I am. And then I'm here with Andrew Gleason. Hello. Uh, just to get the just to get the nervous jitters out, I'm gonna have you tell a story. Um, and I feel like this will tell who you are as a person and a little bit of my upbringing. Can we do that? Okay. Okay. Oh, I can't. Uh, <laughs> can you tell them about the time when you warned me? You said when you act good at home, but when you go to school, you act bad. And it seems like you only act good in my pre uh, in my presence. I got in trouble again. What happened? So I, <laughs> I came to school with you. I was going to ask about this. This is great. So, yes. So what happened was um, I told you, I said, uh, you're obviously not acting at at home, like at school like you are at home. So I'm going to bring home to school. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I came to school and and you were uh, 13 or 14. So uh, yeah, I was like in the seventh grade. So the whole peer pressure thing was there. <laughs> okay, so I decided that I was gonna spend as much time as I I needed to spend with you at school. So what I did was I went to the office and I talked to the principal and I got your schedule and I told him unequivocally that I was going to be there with you at school because you you were acting like a fool at school. <laughs> and I was, I was just trying to be funny. You were stopping I, my uh, comedic. Hold on. This is not a time. You can't defend yourself. <laughs> okay. She's telling a story. Can you let her finish? Because the teacher did say he was a class clown. He was being the class clown. So I came to school and I stayed at school with you. I had your schedule and um, you seemed to be quite embarrassed that mama was there because I busted up in there. Your mama is here and I'm staying and I sat down. And um, 
when when we went to lunch, you tried to get away from me. <laughs> and uh, what did I scream? I, I tried I to I tried to leave you in the hall because because yeah. lunch every is so packed in the hall that I was like I can lose her, and she yelled out like. I know where the lunchroom is, so if you don't walk with me, once I get there, I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) 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 So I quickly did a U-turn. You came when you came and got, yeah. Yeah, We walked the lunch together. Yeah. I was I was going to beat your ass in the lunch. I got to disappear into the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I could get lost here. And so, yeah, she would sit with me in class, and if she knew I knew her answer, she'd be like, raise your hand. <laughs> but answer, that's right. That's absolutely that's right. That's amazing. But, but the thing is, now, you you required a lot, Justin. You really did. Um, was he and, hyper? And, huh? Was he hyper? He, he wasn't that hype. He was just, like, slick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but kind of bad. On on the low, like he, <laughs> oh God! So he was not not that he was a bad kid, but like there was one point when um he told me that he was a smart kid, and <laughs> I remember the story. Okay. And uh, he told me that he did he no longer wanted to be academically gifted an AG student. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so and so he was basically telling me that he was going to let his grades drop. <laughs> Why was this for like? Because. To be honest, there were no black kids yeah. in the academically gifted classes. So I went to my mom and I was like, because she kept getting mad at my, my grades are slipping. So I was like, look, I can go. And this at the time, this was not cool now. It's not cool now. But I was like, I can go be with the normal kids and make all A's. And she was like, you're not getting out of academically gifted classes. And then, But she said it a lot meaner than that. What did you say? <laughs> What I said, I said, so you're telling me that you want to be dumb. <laughs> and so this fool says to me, yes. <laughs> so you want to be stupid. Yeah. And she was like, so we're going to be dumb. We're going to be dumb then. You you don't know how to play PlayStation no more. <laughs> you don't know how to play your, your Nintendo. We're going to be dumb. <laughs> we don't know we're just going to be dumb together. We're going to embrace being dumb. <laughs> um. Yeah, those were like the classic stories because she used to tell me, she'd be like, look, statistically, it's likely that you're going to go to jail. Uh, we're not letting that happen. I will make sure every, I will do whatever it takes to keep you out of jail. Um, you know, so that, that was. That's what the world was telling you to do and the rap music that we like <laughs> yeah. was telling you to do. Yeah. Uh, dad went to jail, so it was like. I was not, if you like, if you were a betting person, just going by statistics, you didn't know me. You were like, hey, black, black kid, single mom, dad is in jail. You would bet money. Yeah, that I was going to go to jail. My mm-hmm. mom was like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen to you. Nope. You'll die before you go to jail is what she used to tell me. <laughs> well, I can say that now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So welcome to the show. Did that like relax you a little bit, reminiscing? Not quite. Okay. Well, let's let's keep on going. Okay. You want to hear more stories about you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, part of the reason I had you on is we were talking about it, and you were like, I don't really feel like I have anything to add, and I think that's the total opposite. Happy birthday, by the way. I don't know if I said Happy that. Happy birthday. Thank uh, you. You are what? Thirty years old. Now? I am. 30, um, 30, 33. 33. Okay. Yes. Um. So she's 33 now. She had me at 17. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And <laughs> <laughs> along with and you're thirty. And yeah. The math check. You got out. it. The math you, you're doing the math. Yeah, you're sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the math checks out. Um but I, I, the reason I want to invite you on is because we have this concept of people getting past their mistakes, and not that I was a mistake made. A kind why? Of yeah, I was gonna ask like, <laughs> what's your biggest mistake and why is it McNeil? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. Do you call him Justin, Donovan, uh, McNeil? That's Justin. Justin. Okay. All right. I didn't know what you were around <laughs> the house. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but uh, the reason I invited you on is because you decided that you were going to make some changes and you did it. And I feel like that is what our little mistakers need to hear about. Uh, you, but you decided you were going to become a nurse and be able to walk on your own. And you, like you said, uh, I remember a conversation you had with me when we were a kid, when I was like 10 and you were like, the reason I'm not putting anybody on child support is I don't want to ever have to depend on anybody. Right. So I feel like that's a lesson of you standing on your own two feet and people can learn from that. Well, and I think, that that was not a mistake. Um, not accepting child support. It it absolutely was not a mistake. But I think um, you know, people have to do what's okay for their situation. And and in my situation, I mean, uh, and and you know, I don't pull any punches. Your dad was dumb, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I didn't want you influenced by that. And so when people contribute money to stuff, then they feel like that they've paid for it. So my thing is, if you're not contributing any money, then I have that as leverage. Well, you don't give me money, you can't see my baby. Yeah. You can't make my baby dumb. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. and that's the way I felt about yeah. it. So no, I did not want child support. I didn't want anything. I actually, I just wanted him to go away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and we'll get into all that. So let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, let's talk about you grew up. Well, you didn't grow up around here, but you went to high school around here. In yes. the area, mm-hmm. uh, how did you? How was it growing up? Talk talk about who you were as a kid. Pregnant. But no, I was I was pretty smart. Uh, I did well in school and. How okay? How did know. my dad approach you? Like, because this is a conversation we've actually never had. Like, how did he, like, holler at you? And just to be clear, this is in 1989 when you were 17. Yeah, when I was, yeah. So, uh, how did he approach me? Well, he was uh, kind of a slickster, you know. He had nice car and uh, very uh, nice-looking fella. And, uh, you know, he he shot, what is it, what is it, he Shot his shot. Shot his shot. He (laughs) did. He did. And, you know, I was kind of uh, raised in the church and pretty innocent then. And uh, (laughs) so I responded to it. Was he a bad boy? Yeah, he was a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I I like the bad ones. Yeah, all the good (laughs) ones do. Yeah, Yeah, because you, you, what, were second or first, like, the the Carolina scholarship that they give out mm, for a full ride, head, yeah, yeah, I got one. Yeah, so yeah, you. I was a good girl. You were the good girl, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was soon after that. <laughs> yeah, 
I was pregnant at prom. <laughs> <laughs> you were pregnant at prom? I, I think I was pregnant at prom. I knew yeah. it was graduation. But, yeah, okay. I was pregnant at graduation. Most people get pregnant during prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right after prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then you had me. And talk about those times when you realize, like, you were getting. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I had you. I, I really um, did not know what to expect, especially being an only child. So I never had any younger siblings or anything. So it was you. Well, I'm talking about, like, when you realize that you were now off the beaten path. Like, because you had lived this, I'm the perfect life. Not perfect, but, like, you had lived this bubbly lifestyle. And I, being pregnant at 17 definitely wasn't. That was not the the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was not the thing. Um, but yeah, I was pregnant at seventeen. Um I think How'd your parents react? Oh God. Or like your your family. Well, my mom was, was supportive in one facet in that she said, Well, you know, we're gonna raise this kid. But I can't say that she didn't make me feel ashamed. Yeah. You know, and I and I'll be honest about that. She did make me feel very ashamed because you know she I only had one man my whole life and all, all now, that stuff. I, you know what I saw recently because mm-hmm. I because I've been because I manage her files and stuff now mm-hmm. and I I like joked about it with her that marriage certificate and your birth it's only six months yeah, <laughs> right 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 I, I never say it. that to her <laughs> I never had told my mom you got it in before marriage I never told her <laughs> okay I, you said it I just agree <laughs> I just saw it I was like hmm grandma <laughs> okay well, you don't talk and about now something. you made me say it see I'm protecting my mother no no, no. It's, it's 2020 it's uh, <laughs> 2020. Uh, yeah, um, but you know my mom's approved. Yeah, I saw it. Though. I was like, wait a minute. I started. I I, I did the math several times to make sure it was. All I did too. <laughs> I did too because she's always so prudish and yeah. and perfect and stuff. So I I said, okay, you got married in August and I was born in January. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think like right after it happened, she made him put a ring on it. Like it was like a it was like a contract. Like all right, we just did the deed. Now propose. Right. Um, but yeah. So, okay. So, um, so at the time you, you didn't feel like you were being supportive, but like, how did you mentally deal with that? What you talking about? With like, like you're, mother? yeah, you're a freshman in college at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on the way. Like, how are you dealing with that mentally? Well, I mean, I knew that I would have to take a different path than everybody else. Um, I definitely knew that. And, um, Basically, uh, I had you and I went back to class two days later. You know, there was no maternity <laughs> leave or anything like that. You know, I, I had to I had to make sure that I could take care of you and get through school. Um, I can't say that it was easy. Uh, you know, it's a big blur, though, because I was so busy. But uh, it was I knew that I had to try to do as well as I could and make as good of grades as I could and you know I, I try to do I don't know I don't know what I'm supposed to say right oh, no, now. oh no I was, I was <laughs> interviewing you just asking you about because like we haven't had this like I like I know the outside looking in uh like the, the story but I'm just trying to get like a synopsis of like what it was actually to go through it uh and maybe I didn't tell you like 
all what this podcast is about, but it's like really getting into the nitty gritty of like, what are people going through before they like get on the other end of like getting past, I don't want to say mistake because I'm definitely not a mistake. I mean, look at me. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but like when they're going through like those, I don't say dark times, but the dark times, like, like when you were pregnant in college and, you know, people are noticing that this is not the path for a Carolina student normally. Like, how did that feel? Well, um, 30 years ago, being pregnant and um, and being in college and being young and all this stuff, it wasn't as readily accepted as it is now. And um, I wasn't <laughs> married. And, you know, there was, there was not really a, a dude around to – for me to say, you know, dad, uh, this is dad or anything. Yeah, it's so, changed. There was like, what, five? I remember you making a note like, there are a lot of pregnant girls <laughs> at your high school graduation. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I noticed that. <laughs> it's way different now um, than when I was pregnant with you. Um, I just decided that, uh, that, and especially after I figured out that you were, after you were born and I knew you were a boy. You worked that, out. Uh, see that cute little baby with that fucked up hairline. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I had the licks back then, I think. Did you? I think I had like a little lick. Like Did cow you? lick is what they called it. <laughs> you had the skin tag on your ear. Oh, I did. You I had, did. You had the other <laughs> spot thing. But other than that, you I know I'm not going to say that made you imperfect, but um I just knew I had to get my shit together and and make sure that I educated you and made you the best that I could. Was it stressful because it was like he was a boy? Absolutely, um, because black men are encouraged to have multiple baby mamas and sell drugs and go to jail and to be horrible people, and uh, that was not what I wanted for my son. So I kept my foot in his ass. I'm telling you, the lifestyle sounded fun up until about uh, 18 and matured. Like they rap music makes it sound so fun. Like if you'd have asked me at like 16. Hell fucking yes. Well, I mean, I'm doing the math. Like, you did the math with the marriage certificates and all that. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, a bunch of pregnant women at your prom, huh? <laughs> what were you doing? Not me. <laughs> there was one girl that I used to hang out with that my mom pulled me aside at graduation. I was like, no. I was like, uh, is this your baby? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, mama. And, but we made the pack, too. Yeah. You remember? We made a pack. If any woman... Of course, is can we say this, Pat? On the Our air, pack? yeah. You remember I told you that if a woman came and said that the baby was yours, that I was gonna keep the baby. Grandma's gonna keep the baby. Okay, and we're going to the lab. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's what I was saying. I knew the last half of that. Yes. I was like, do you want to say that out loud? Well, this is for your future wife, baby mama, whatever. <laughs> okay. The first time Grandma keeps little Justin, <laughs> we are going to the lab. That needs to be widespread. Like, and that we're going to do be... grandparents' DNA, yes. and we're going to figure out. Because bitches lie. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what I found is that I used to tell girls I was dating that, and they would always be like, so you would never get to the point of you trust me enough to have a baby without testing it. And in my head, I wanted to say no. 
So I started just keeping that a secret that I, my mom was going to test the baby to just make sure that it was mine. But now we just got it out there. So it's, it, it, but it's not you testing it. It's me. <laughs> okay. Okay. And also, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Why is that a bad thing? Hey, that's the only way to be 100% sure. Exactly. You get to be 100% sure once you watch it come out. I don't. And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. What? Uh, mama's babies, daddies, maybes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're definitely going to do some grandparents' DNA. But I did tell Justin, if you decide to stay with her, if the kid's not yours, that's your decision. I just want you to be informed. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely fair. Um, and so, okay, so this my father had not been um, out of jail yet. Uh, he had not gone to jail yet at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you know it was coming? Because I think he went when I was four, three, something like that. Oh. When, like, how was that? That those times when you knew it was coming, and I know I'm sure that Grandpa and Grandma were very hard on you during those times. Like, how did that affect your mental state? What his going to jail? Yeah, and then the dis the residual disappointment from. Your parents. Well, you know, like I told you, um, I knew what he was up to, and uh, and I told him that if if he ever went to jail, that I was not bringing you to see him, um, because I just never wanted you to think that that was okay. I never wanted you to think that it was normal uh, for a man to be in jail and we have to come visit. Um, I, I wanted you to absolutely unequivocally know that I am in protest of that and that is not right. Um, that you have no reason to be there. And I did not want my son to think that that was okay. And I especially did not want you posing, <laughs> you know, taking <laughs> like, prison pics and stuff. You in the bathroom, yeah. man? <laughs> 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 you know. I got to find your MySpace. I did not. <laughs> I didn't. I did not want those pictures around the house, you know. <laughs> That'll be back in 10 years. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, God. Oh, so, no, I, I did not want you to think that that was okay. Which is fair. I respect that. I feel like I, I like that. Like, I had no – it was it was never a mystery whether or not that lifestyle was okay. And going to jail is not an option. Um, because I feel like, especially where we grow up, a lot of people like to play the fence because we do have a lot of people uh, who we grew up with or in a, in the Salisbury who are in jail, and they can make they have kids and they force their kids to try to figure out if that's okay. Like they put them in the middle, right? Of and kids are illogical, you know, right? So you just you just drew a line in the sand and was like, this is not okay. But they're also going to replicate behavior. Yeah. And if and if my behavior is that I'm making jail okay, or if I'm making, you know, drugs okay, or selling drugs okay, then you might just decide to do that too. Yeah. And I feel like you were always very hands on with your lessons. Like you made sure there were no lines in the sand. Because I remember, and this just came to me when I was like, a uh, dude can't be a nurse. And uh, <laughs> you can't. You brought home a dude and was like, "Hey!" And it was like a very <laughs> macho dude. It was like, "Talk to my son about being a nurse," because he was a nurse. And it was like, I just that lesson stuck in because you were very hands on with powerpoints and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Well, he, I don't think Justin told you another call that I got about him being the class clown. And Justin, I don't know, I don't know if you remember the time that I made you wear your, your clothes that were too small. I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is, so it's traumatic. He blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think they're better when they're hands on. Yeah. I think it was, you said, uh, kids that are, I'm not going to go out here and work and get you new things for you to be bad in it. So or something, I forgot what the lesson was. No, it was that um, they, you were the class clown and the teachers, the teacher specifically said they laugh at you. And I said, well, okay, we're going to wear these two small clothes. <laughs> only, that, only thing that fit were your shoes. <laughs> And Shacks. you had your little Pee Wee Herman little short jeans and your <laughs> short shirt and probably looking kind of gay. Uh, <laughs> I can say that. I can say that, everybody. I'm gay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, you you had those clothes on and they laughed at you and I said, well, you're getting your laughs today. <laughs> Uh, there were several things that I was like, these lessons stick. Uh, like, for example, the one where you're like, if you make a C in this class, you're going to be grounded till the next time report cards come out. <laughs> and I made a C right before summer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he was grounded all summer <laughs> and first semester. Yeah. Like, you Dumbass, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I told you report cards. When report cards come out and you got grounded the summer. <laughs> I remember like I remember <laughs> thinking in my head, I was like, well, there's no way I can be grounded the entire summer. Like it's cool. And <laughs> she just was like, Well, you're grounded the summer. And just like dropped it at that. Like Damn. Yeah. You and I used got to, to take see. all of his stuff and put it in the car and ride around with it. Yeah. Nintendo's TV, everything. Yeah. Yeah. My dad did that once. He got mad because nobody was doing the dishes, so he put all the dishes in the car. <laughs> and locked it. It was like there was like three plates left. He was like, "You want to eat? You can wash your dish." I'm yeah. Like, oh, that's smart. I'm like, damn. That is so smart. <laughs> okay, so um, so once he went to jail, uh, how many how many gr girls were here at this point? Like, how many sisters did I have at this point? I think one. Okay. I, I'm not sure on the timelines either. Me either. Okay. Because when he went, I was done. You were, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had no reason to keep up with anything like was, that. How old were you when he went? Three, four, Three, something four. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was done. Yeah. I had very a lot of memories. What was the sentence? No clue. Uh, it was, I was done. Uh, yeah, so it was just out. Yeah. yeah, it's just done. Door closed. You know what I almost did do one day? I I almost did in college. I don't think I've ever told you this story. Uh, needed some money, and I remember as a parent, you used to say something like, "He told me he buried, buried money in the money. backyard." <laughs> so I started googling where he used to live, because I was so young that like I don't remember like his where i used to be dropped off at or go to to like I, what if i just dug up their yard to try yeah. to find it Getting i think you said it was like eighteen thousand or something that was buried yeah but i'm sure he had to use it all on the lawyer yeah 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 also you're getting caught digging up somebody's backyard <laughs> <laughs> my mama said there's money in here <laughs> yeah uh, i should have done it 
Maybe it was still there. Um, okay. So then you have the rest of my siblings. And you, in, at some point, you're like, I have to go to school. What was that talk like with yourself? Um, well, the talk was that I needed a profession that, that uh, afforded me enough money to be a single mother. Um, because that's what I decided that I had to be, you know. And so I went into nursing, kind of did some research, and everything else was not lucrative enough. And so I decided to become a nurse, and, uh, and it worked out. We got to dig deeper in that. Um, like, what was your process like? Because it wasn't that it just worked out. It was you had to, for a number of years, dedicate yourself to this process. So let's talk about... Of going to school? Yeah, of going to school. Yeah. And and the reason being is because there's somebody out here who is at the beginning and you saying, oh, it just worked out. They're like, whoa, what? That's, That's too much. That's not enough detail. I mean, do you want to know details like... I meal prep for a week at a time. Yes, and, actually. And um, and shout out! I just found out about meal prep, and I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. We ate leftovers on Fridays. Uh, I, Friday was my night to sleep. The big ass spaghetti pans you used to make. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I meal prepped. Was, I would. Were there any specific sacrifices that you can think of that maybe uh, like you had to miss out on certain things or anything like that to go to school to yeah to go and succeed at school with five kids a lot with of five kids. a lot of partying Didn't get <laughs> I, I missed a lot of parties but um the thing is with children you just have to be very regimented and and that was it like can uh, you talk to my sister after this <laughs> <laughs> i had to, i had to be pretty regimented like y'all would come home from school Y'all's time was uh, when you got home to like nine o'clock. Nine o'clock is time to go to bed. That was <laughs> yeah. You just reminded me of a story, but go ahead. <laughs> Damn, this is tsunami. <laughs> uh, well, it was that you had. Well, this was. I think you you had your degree by the time I was ten. So tsunami mm-hmm. wasn't a thing okay. thing by then. Okay. Um, but I remember one time you were like, "All right, you're going to bed," and and uh, you told me. That I don't care if you go to sleep. Because I was like, I'm not going to sleep. But you're like, you're sitting in that bed. And we had a bunk bed at the time right. with the raised ledges. And so my mom didn't do a lot of arguing. Sometimes she would be like, I'm going to let you rock out and see how bad this is going to go. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the edge Was of the that top. that time I told you to stay up? <laughs> yeah. Stay up. <laughs> so... so <laughs> So let's say you, you know what a, how a bunk bed is, and then like you have the ledges on the end. So if you're on yeah. the second, I was sitting there with my arms folded, like I am not going to bed. And so my mom comes in there, and says, all right, fine then. You don't touch that bed. You sit on that ledge all night. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to sleep. And I was determined to do it. <laughs> so I would start dozing off and about bust up. my ass. <laughs> <laughs> from the top bunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, don't lay down. Don't, don't you lay, lay down. down. <laughs> just go to sleep. I mean, just stay up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I remember you. Yeah. Oh, man. But see, see, you got me crying. That's <laughs> funny. But uh, you um, went through this very obstinate 
um, place and obstinate time and where you knew everything and um, and no matter what I said, what you went and uh, what, what, what you said went and all that. And, you know, I think you had some male influences telling you that women should be subservient to men. And so you were asserting that. Uh, and I we can even talk, touch on that. Uh, just as crafty as you. Cancel uh, this, man. <laughs> we can even touch on that. Like, you would literally say I would come back from hanging out with uh, your second husband, mm-hmm. my stepdad, <laughs> and uh, would come back and just repeat. First oh, first. Oh, fair enough. Uh, and I would just repeat what he would say. Because he would literally be like, hey, let me talk to you for a little bit. He'd pull me aside. Let's t- time for us to have man chat. He'd be like, uh, your mom telling you what to do. You listening? Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. First of all, they're women. You shouldn't. You already know more than them. So I would come home and just repeat what he was saying. Like, I would literally think my mom would be telling me something. I'm like, she can't talk to me like this. <laughs> and that's what you tell me, too. You can't. I'm a man. You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> At like nine years old, just repeat it. <laughs> like, who are you talking to, Bob? I'm a man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then she would ask me things like, so if I stopped doing everything for you, what would happen? Because he was literally contributing nothing except I would go over there to his mom's house, and, which he had a bedroom in, and he would tell me all these things. And he'd be like, so let's let's let your stepdad feed you. Like, when's the last time he cooked anything for you or bought anything? Like, can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do it. Ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Let him feed you. Yeah. yeah. Let's let this work. I remember I tried to, it was, I was like 13. And at this point, my mom was like 5'2". And I was taller than her. I was like bigger already. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to take anything. And she just, I forget what she was mad at me for. But uh, she pushed me up against the fridge. And then I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I'm bigger than you, but I can't do shit. Like, what am I gonna do? Hit my mom? No, like, no. You can't. You can't yeah, disrespect. You can't. you can't run your mom's house, bro. I thought I could. You thought you could. <laughs> I did not. Not at all. Did you have to check McNeil? Did you ever have to put him out? Oh my goodness. So yeah, one. Oh, and I, I about made my mom have two heart attacks. He was. You were young. Uh, I think it was when you were hanging out with the skaters up the street. Okay. And on the um, uh, the, the, the ramps and, and all. And, yeah. And uh, you said you were gonna, you were leaving, you were gonna run away. <laughs> and, <laughs> this is it, mom. I'm man now. Yeah. I pack my backpack. <laughs> he did. He he packed the stuff up in some food line bags. I told him I said take all your shit because I can't wear any of it anyway. <laughs> and so he packed his stuff in food line bags, had them adorned on his arms as he was leaving. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was later on in the evening. And so my mom was there. My mom was like, "You can't do this." I said, "No." Nah. He said he was leaving. Let's let him go. <laughs> Let's let him go. I took his keys and everything. He walked out. I, lo- I made sure to make a a uh, big deal of locking the door so he could hear <laughs> behind him. And, he, and, you know, it was a little chilly outside. And his, I ain't going to call you dumbass, but your dumbass walked outside. I forgot and, the and left. <laughs> And left. And my mom freaked out. Oh, you can't do this. I'm going to go find him. I'm holding mama. You know, you're not going. You're not going. He's going to learn this lesson. He'll be back. 
be back when it starts getting dark outside. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. And he did come back. You know that sometimes you get me in trouble when somebody will be bitching about something or complaining. And I'm like, what are you bitching for? Change it. Change it. Because, like, that's the only thing you would. You used to preach that so much to me about, like, just own up and change it. Because uh, I remember not only did you ground me when you made the C, but you said you were like, you had time to play while you were making the C. So you, I, but I was like, I wanted an A or I wanted a B. And you were like, it doesn't matter what you wanted. You wanted a C because you put in C level work. Right. And, and you were very clear about, you would say, I mean, I wanted five kids because I was out there doing what it takes to have five kids. Like, don't, f- now I got to put in this work because I, I want something different. And you were very clear about making a want an action. Like, if you want something, there has to be action behind it or nothing's going to happen. Right. Like, how did you develop that mindset? Well, you know, I think sometimes uh, getting to a point of where there's distress makes you, makes you do more work, makes you, yeah, makes you want to fix it and change it. Um, and so... Uh, I was at the point of being very young, having a bunch of churn, and I did not want y'all to be bullshit. So I had to fix it the best way I could, and I had to look at my circumstances and look at what I had, and what I had was me. And then, you know, my mom was going to help me, and I had y'all. And so uh, I had to work within all of that. Um, you know, and try to make the best of it that I could and try to fix it as well as I could. And, you know, the only thing that I, that I hate, but then I, maybe it was a good thing too, was that you were put at the point of being very responsible, more responsible than you should have been. And because you were the oldest. And so, um, barbecue spaghetti, me and the girls laugh about it now. (laughs) Uh, my sisters, we laugh about it now because I used to make barbecue spaghetti sometimes. I you know, cook dinner. Spaghetti with barbecue sauce? Yeah, delicious, bro. It sounds good. Hey, it's a little specialty. <laughs> McNeil's specialty growing up. Was it was it just sauce? Was it meat? Uh, so you, you, you do professionally now, I would say, three-part spaghetti sauce, one part uh, Billy uh, Mama Ray's barbecue sauce. Is that what they call? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just but yeah you had to be a latchkey kid you had to be the leader and then you also had to lie to the pizza man and <laughs> and, and all of that that was a lot wait what were you telling the pizza man uh just that there was an adult here oh, okay I got yeah. You. yeah yeah my mom's in the back what what was that, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> I got your bread sticks. <laughs> I got them. <laughs> oh, she just, she's in the bathroom. She can't come to the door. Right. <laughs> and uh, so they would go in the back and, and sign the receipt themselves. Yeah. 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 Now they don't care, but back then they used to care. So you had to fake it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think I wouldn't change it for anything, right? Because it gave me a very realistic view of you have to work for things and you have to 
there was no sugar coating things, right? But we still had fun too. I felt like yeah. it was a great balance of fun versus like being realistic about things. And you were very, you used to say that sometimes you have, people have to feel the weight of their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was important too. Cause you'd be like, all right, well you fucked up. So uh, I'm not going to come in and talk to your principal. So you don't get suspended. You know, you got to feel the weight of that. Um, so why do you think that is? Why should people feel the weight of their mistakes sometimes? Because punishment's got to hurt. Like if, if, um, if I punish you, if you do something bad and I just slapped you on your hand, then that's a mistake worth making over and over again. But if you're a kid and you're looking forward to all this fun that you're going to have during the summer and you make a C right before summer and I ground you all summer and first semester, <laughs> you're going to remember that. That punishment hurt. It, and there comes a time in every kid's life where – Whoopings don't hurt anymore. I fucked up and told my mom that point. I was like, I, I think I was telling her in passing. Yeah. I was like, Ma, I, I don't know why <laughs> I right. said this. You right. put all your cards down? <laughs> yeah. We were just talking one day. I was like, honestly, Ma, like part of the reason I keep getting in trouble is like, I'd rather be beaten than not. Than <laughs> <go from here." laughs> I like, you fucked I, up. I was like, a beating, it takes 10 minutes or like it takes a few and minutes. And a little lecture. And um. a little lecture. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> Messed up. And then I got grounded from then on, and she made sure that they hurt. <laughs> they have to hurt. Punishment has to hurt, or it's not effective. Yeah. And that's one thing that I learned through you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and she would do research on what would hurt the most, right? So, for example, I was really into Power Rangers, right? And I got in trouble. And I think it was there was a to be continued the week before. <gasps> <laughs> and this is, this is not DVR. You can... Check no, it. You missed it. <laughs> you miss it, miss it. So she was like, Yeah, um, you're gonna you can't watch TV on Saturday from eleven to uh, eleven thirty during that episode of Power Rangers that I know you wanna see because yeah. of the two be continued. <laughs> and I was like, What the <laughs> You can't do that. What happened with Trina? <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Then that was very mean of you. There was <laughs> Several times when I was like, that's mean. You did. Um, but it was very mean of you to not do what I told you to do. <laughs> She's got a point. That's, that was mean of you. Fair enough. The, the solution, and for any kid, the solution is very simple. Just listen to your parents. 100%. You said that. You like, All you got to do is make good grades and not get in trouble. I don't understand what's so hard. I don't understand what's so hard about that. <laughs> I used to try to negotiate. And but look, I'll make good grades, but I'll keep getting in trouble. Like this is not a negotiation. Right. There's no. Yeah, you you had some weird ideas at times, <laughs> you know. But you kept me on my toes. Yeah. You did. Was you he better did. as a teenager? I think in high school I mellowed out a little bit. Maybe a little bit, like but I've, I still I still checked on him a lot. Like he would tell me, you know, I'm going to the movies and. I would uh, have to show up. Trip. I would have to show up or follow him around, make sure he wasn't driving too fast, screeching my tires and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I called him one time. I was right behind him. You remember you go to the movies? Um, I'll I'll, I'll say the story for later in a, in a second. Uh, we'll talk about the college drinking ticket thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I 
Uh, we'll save that. We'll save that nugget for a sec and a, a little bit because I wanted to ask you a question. Um, so let's talk about something else that you went through in the early nineties. Cause I, I, cause I was old enough to realize, to realize what was going on is you coming out. Uh, doesn't seem like a big deal now, but like growing up with a mom, you were really in church. Mm. How was that church all the time <laughs> <laughs> to my mom? Well, coming out in general, like how was that? Wow, it really doesn't seem like a big deal now. Um, it was a big deal at the time. But it was yeah. at the time. Well, what happened was, um, I think, I really think somebody else told mom. I think, I think Toby told him. I, I, oh, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I was gay very, very early. Um, I was always attracted to women. Um, but I tried to, I tried to be the, the good girl, like um, five times. I, I tried to, <laughs> I really tried to, <laughs> and, and then like, I just, this is going to work. I'm going to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, tried, I tried, but it didn't work out for me. It, the more children I had, <laughs> the, the more I needed a woman. I mean, it was just, it was, it, it, it. You know, and I talk to people now, and I'm like, you can't stop it. You, you can't stop your kid from being gay. Or, <laughs> there's no way. If it is, if, if a person is gay, they are. Yeah. 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 I, I like to think that you were trying to give me a brother for the last two. Because uh, we used to have knockdown drag outs about that before I understood how uh, <laughs> biology worked. Yeah, yeah. I used to come home pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, angry because I did not and have a brother. brother. You did. <laughs> You used to get in my in my shit about not having a boy. Yeah, like what is going on? <laughs> like every time another another girl was brought home, it was a knockdown yeah. drag out between me and her. <laughs> uh, we had things to discuss. There's only one you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, she just kept real. Like I can't control. It. I don't think you ever told me that you couldn't control it. <laughs> like, this would like placate me like I'll give you one it'll happen you're not thinking about it hard enough mom <laughs> <laughs> you gotta focus penis 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 <laughs> um, but yeah so it, it was up until I was five then I started understanding biology but yeah we used to have I remember those like fights because I would bring it up it's stuck in a house full of girls yeah mm-hmm. um so one thing that I, I will talk about is you were very patient with your mom, my grandma, when it came to coming out, right? Um, and by that, I mean, she didn't accept you right away, but she accepts you now. And so from that, and she's even an advocate in the church for allowing gay people in. Like in her church, she's always like, uh, oh, you got to let gay people in the church. Like you're running kids out of church because of your standards like she's a proponent now and when she when she you originally came out she was not for it at no all. <laughs> no we had some rough years and uh she told me that uh i was gonna make y'all heathens i don't know what a heathen is <laughs> but she she did and she said i was embarrassing my children and and that you know that we were going to hell like she told me all of these things we had some about three rough years yeah and uh but i think 
because of of you babies that she was able to see that she was wrong that y'all were okay that y'all were normal and that y'all were not heathens and i do remember that word because i was like what the fuck is it <laughs> what is it <laughs> <a heathen? laughs> is it like a like a is it related to like a demon <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a level below a demon. It's yeah, like, it's like you're not quite a demon yet because you can't call your child a demon, but you can let. That's the intern in hell. Yeah, like yeah. you're working your way up to get the demon's demon. coffee. I don't know. Yeah, um, but I, you make me tell people to practice patience with people that don't understand. Because has you been like, I think right now we're in a society where like fuck my parents if they don't understand yeah. me, right? Or fuck them, I'm never gonna talk to them again. And crazy to me. we wouldn't have someone is struggling for her to go to the church and be fighting for gay rights because she's been in the church her whole life mm -hmm. than for you to go. Right. And if you had been like, fuck my mama because she doesn't like my lifestyle and you had not been patient, even though it's hard for you to be patient, then we wouldn't have someone out there who can change things. Mm -hmm. And especially with my mother being older too. Yeah. You know, and so she's able to kind of, um, you know, commiserate with the seniors in, in the church, you know, have that commonality with them. And especially in, because I don't, I won't say the name of the church. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> kind of a hellfire and damnation kind of church when we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I tell you, uh, uh, so, one of the things she told me, she got into it with someone in the church because they were like saying we shouldn't allow gay people. It says in the Bible, and I, I forgot what the woman's name is. I'm not going to say her name. But uh, she, my grandma in the meeting says to the woman, she was like, well, it says a lot of things in the Bible. You know what it definitely says? <laughs> I almost said her name. You know what it definitely preaches against in the Bible? Second marriages. <laughs> 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 she got a talking to from the pastor. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we all have that feistiness. Like the McNeils have the feistiness. Um, but how how did you, for someone who is in your position where maybe their parents don't accept their lifestyle, what would you say to them? Because I'm sure it was hurtful to hear those things. What would you say to them? Well, like you said, patience. Um, but I think um, for me, it became a mission for me to show my mom that I was okay and that y'all were going to be okay. Um, because back then, mom looked into having me psychologically evaluated. Um, she wanted to declare me incompetent as a parent. Um, and, and, I, and I also understood that she did that because she loved y'all and she loved me. You know, and she wanted the best for y'all. She just didn't understand what being gay was about or anything like that. So um, I had to understand all of that. But um, so I think you just have to just go along silently and just show, you know, because actions do speak louder than words. So my going to school, my raising you, my making sure that y'all's grades were okay, that y'all behaved well, that y'all weren't psychotic, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that went a long way to show her that people can be gay, be normal, have a normal life, have normal families, whatever that normal is, you know, that we can be successful. I won't say normal, but successful, you know. That's true. Um, 
and I feel like that's important too to to because now you can change someone by being patient because it's gonna these older folks who don't understand they come from a different life mm-hmm. um, and so getting them on your side is a lot stronger than just not talking to them it's like the greater fight I think so um, I think it's okay to like disown your parents like over actions like if they do something really terrible. But I just don't understand, like, these people who are like, I refuse to go to Thanksgiving because my uncle said this one time. I'm like, it's, it's, fam- like, you know. Mm-hmm. They put in some years. Yeah, I know. And then you're going to bitch about them on Twitter? Like, yeah. what kind of person are you, man? But People are going to offend each other. Yeah. I mean, they're going to say the wrong thing. They're going to have different opinions. You know, but you have to be respectful of that. And I think... Um, even when things are offensive, you kind of have to realize, is this person really being a jerk or, or do they not know, you know, but if people are saying something out of a place of love, a place of caring, concern, support, and it's something offensive, then it should be something that you should be able to talk out and hash out. True. And I think that you were one to let me know that people are going to talk no matter what. Um, they're going to say things, so we're not, we're not going to allow that to rock. We're not going to let it affect our day. Um, Sticks and stones. May break our bones. <laughs> but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Um, which is it's your girlfriend saying that a 40-year-old's a better lover. Than <laughs> 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 uh, Did that happen to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think... Part of that has gotten me in trouble because when someone bitches to me about words, I'm like, you're an adult. Like, no yeah. one told you the sticks and stones motto? Like, wh- wh- what are we doing here? Um, and, it's some- and it's something that simple. Yeah. You just got to pass by it or yeah. let it go. Um, people don't play no more. I mean, people got so mad over the jokes about Kobe, man. They did. Death threats. I I don't know. It's crazy. Words words hurt these days. I think you can get punched in the mouth for your words. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I think that like it's like how how far are you gonna let the words take you, right? Like if so, like for example, my mom was like, "You want to just be dumb because kids are picking on you because you're smart." Like that sounds so dumb. Yeah. And then she was like. <laughs> You're telling me you want to be stupid? I, yeah. I was sitting on the steps. She's like, he wants to be dumb. He's going to be dumb, everybody. <laughs> Let him be dumb. My son wants to be dumb. <laughs> oh. And she was like, we're going to play this. Or you're going to be dumb. I'm like, yeah. Um, I think the the, well, I know we're not here to talk about me being a nurse, but you know, I have a lot of patience with dementia. And I think the, the craziest point where people get offended it's where these people with dementia talk junk to those of us the people that i work with and they're like she called me a fat bitch and (laughs) i'm just not gonna take care of her anymore i'm like do you realize how stupid you sound (laughs) this is a 90 year old woman who thinks that she still works and she called you a fat bitch and you're really upset about like, yeah. that. I mean... You don't I have mean, zero perspective. <laughs> She's right. not in like, reality. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't pull yourself out of that. Like, you're crying from this. <laughs> like, right. I mean, that's just the stupidest. 
I found I'm at risk for early onset dementia because I used to drink a lot and take Benadryl a lot to sleep. Uh oh. And science says that like it'll mess with the brain, but I'm like, isn't dementia really only bad for the people around you? Like, am I going to feel bothered if I have it? No, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to think I'm still working and call the oh, nurse yeah. at that age. <laughs> You'll be happy. I, I'll I be have fine. some very pleasant dementia patients. I have delivered a baby for a 94-year-old. <laughs> dementia patient? Yes. Whoa. I love them. I love them. Like, she she delivered the baby, and I helped her. So, And she was very happy when she did it. Yeah. And she was like... Where's the father, uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson? The rock is. <laughs> yeah, I came in and she was uh, um, making noise, pain, pain <laughs> noise, you know. And so I asked her. I said, "What's going on?" And she said, "Don't you see what's going on?" And I'm like, uh, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm having this baby." I said, "She's 94." I said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> let's get the rocket. <laughs> and she and she threw the cover off, and I'm like, let's let's do this. Oh man! <laughs> so I told uh, the CNAs, I whispered to one of them, I said, "Go get the baby doll and wrap it up in the take its clothes off and wrap it up in the pillowcase." Oh, <laughs> and sweet. so she did that, and the lady, we threw her legs up in the air, and she pushed. <laughs> 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 she, she pushed, and we were egging her off. Push! Oh my God! <laughs> and so uh, now she's a mom. Yeah, <laughs> she was a mom. They when they bought the baby doll, I congratulated her. Did not know what sex the baby was. I said, "Oh, what's your baby's name?" She said, "Thomas." I said, he is beautiful. He is so beautiful. That's like just being in your own little world. Yeah, their own it's little fun. happy world. Yeah. I love it. And and especially when I can contribute to it a little bit. Yeah, there you, you go. You know? You were doing improv. <laughs> right. You were. I have to do it all the time. With them, yes, and did the shit out of fun. that pregnancy. <laughs> Are they, uh, that's all you can do, object work. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any more funny nursing stories? Uh, how many do you want to hear? Just hit us with one. Lord, how many do you want to hear? Well, I can hit, hit you with gross ones, too, but... Oh, I don't know if I could do those. <laughs> okay. I don't even go to the hospital because hospitals freak me out. Yeah, yeah. They, they are pretty nasty. I like getting poked and prodded. They are pretty nasty. I, gosh, well... well yeah, I, uh, I had a patient, this was recently, and she was... I guess she was kind of over-medicated. She was, she was tripping pretty bad. But <laughs> she was in bed, and she thought there was a hole beside the beside the bed i think she was saying something like don't fall in the hole she was in bed though <laughs> don't fall in the hole and the the funny me wanted to like fall in the hole <laughs> yeah like oh i'm falling oh you know i really i really wanted to do that i did I just did. I wanted to duck down real quick. You can hold up a sign like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. Right. Okay, so hit him with the college story. The what Nick Neil do in college? Or you? You in college? Yeah. The the drinking. Okay, so this is what happened. So um, we got letters. I got letters from lawyers, and I know from my own escapades with lawyers and speeding tickets and 
you know, lots of lawyer letters coming. <clears throat> that that usually happens after you've done something. So I got lawyer letters addressed to you, and I called you and I asked you, <laughs> Justin, why am I getting lawyer letters? I'd gotten a drinking ticket and I told No, you, you did not tell no, me. No, that. no, 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 I did I not tell you that. Say. No, no, I had gotten a drinking ticket, but I was like, hey, uh, I got a parking ticket. Don't even <laughs> <laughs> And he's 19. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, just drinking at a party. The whole party got drinking tickets, basically. Kyle's being a douche. Sat there and gave every single person there a drinking ticket. You couldn't give a fake name? Uh, I almost dipped, but I was told stupidly that we'll all get in deeper trouble if some of us run. Uh, and I thought, I looked around, I was like, I can get away. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did that once. I drove away from a house. It, it was a huge house party turned into a big brawl. Pretty much every dude in the living room mm-hmm. was fighting somebody. And uh, uh, the cops got called, and I was like, I'm out. And I left, but that's when, like, eight cop cars passed me, and I got pulled over. So the cops knew that they were going to be running. We live in an individualistic society. If everyone had scattered, some of us would have got drinking tickets, and some of us wouldn't wouldn't have. And I was telling everybody in the house, if we all go in different directions, some of us will get caught, but some of us will not get drinking tickets. And I was in there just telling, like, you only care about yourself if you want everybody to get in trouble. And nobody was down with scattering. So you went down for the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Well, because if I ran by myself, then I'm going to get caught. Like, How much I is a that. drinking ticket? Uh, you probably would have like got shot. Like, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was 200-some bucks because we had to get the uh, lawyer just to get it expunged. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm you know, I'm the only one of the only few black people there, so the cops would have chased me down. Yeah. And this <laughs> was a you. scatter technique. Everyone had to scatter in different directions. Um. So yeah, he he said he had a parking ticket. So um, I started looking him up online and found out he got a ticket for drinking. Got in the car, <clears throat> went to Wilmington Police Department, whatever they're called, where he was in school. And fortunately, the officer was on duty. They gave you your your ticket. <laughs> so we had a conversation, and he was telling me that you were at a house party and you were drinking, and people were outside and inside and drinking and stuff like that, and you were 19. And uh, and I told him, I said, because you were in Galloway dorm at that time, I said, if you get a call from Galloway, I said, I am beating his ass if he comes out his mouth wrong. <laughs> I said, that's me. I said, you don't have to rush. <laughs> So um, the the cop told me that, that you were an adult and you could make your own decisions and basically that I should stay out of it. And I said, as long as I'm giving him one penny of tuition, he is my business and I'm going to see about him. And I left. So I got in the car and called you. Was was on my way to Galloway <laughs> to come see you. And you told me you were at the grocery store. He was at Lowe's Foods. <laughs> yeah, it was a very awkward conversation, right? So she calls me, and uh, I was I was in SGA and um, in RA and stuff. So like I was out with people buying stuff for a program, uh, for the for an event that was going to go. Yeah, for something that was going to go on later. So she calls me and is like, "Where? What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm out shopping for this program." She's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like. At Lowe's, <laughs> and she's like, "Which one?" And I'm like, and I'm just confused at this point. And I'm like, and she's like, "The one on College, which is like a road, the one on College Road." And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "One on One College Road." I was like, "Yeah." And she, she said, "All right, talk to you later." 
I was just like confused and was like, what? I don't know what that was. <laughs> and then I turned around because I was on my way to your your uh, dorm, so I turned around and uh, I found you inside Lowe's. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, she just walks in and I'm like. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to be at least two hours away. <laughs> she walks in, it's like, hello. Uh, I'm going to borrow him for a second. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> You're with a group of people. Yeah, I was with the group that we were buying stuff, which is like, I'm going to borrow him for a little bit. <laughs> and what about fr- the, the mentor who was there, who was like uh, in charge of everything, was like, the way your mom spoke to me, I knew that I just needed to let it happen. Let it go. <laughs> let it but, go. But you were trying to introduce me to people. Yeah. This is Brittany, and this is Marsha, <laughs> yeah. and this is... I was like, I got to prolong this thing. You don't come on. You don't come on. And this is Jeff, the cashier that I always talk to. This is my favorite, Al. Like, I was like, I am staying in the public area. Look how much protein this oatmeal has. And you're like, come down. (laughs) I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, so I had the report. I was like... What's this? <laughs> and uh, you put something in my mouth. You were like, you better buy it. At the end of the conversation, <laughs> she put this thing in my mouth. Like, you better not have any alcohol on you, your breath right now or something like that. It was like an alcohol you, swab. Yeah, I swabbed your mouth. <laughs> in, the in, in the middle of love. <laughs> like, this better not come out positive. Yeah. What did I tell you was that the end of your party days? <laughs> I was damn near close to it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like as a parent, you have to let your kid know that you will run up on them at any given point in time. Yeah. There are no lines to be drawn. We stopped you at, at behind the dumpster at the bowling alley at prom. Were you out there smoking? No, I just think she was just watching to make no, sure I was, I was going. Oh, okay. People get in trouble at prom. Yeah. Was it? Were you with a girl? Uh, to my, to hers. Pulling a Tracy Morgan. I'm going to take you out by the dumpster and get you pregnant. Oh, no, no. My, it was my junior year, and I did not have anybody my junior year. Um, because it was going to be drama. That was, that was the drama-filled girl. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that was drama. Um, go ahead. How was that? Uh, you obviously raised McNeil to respect women. And was that like you set out to do that? What to? Yeah, yeah. He he has to respect women. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, I yeah, will say, <laughs> I will say that without realizing it, you would give me clues on how to talk to women. That's what I was trying to get at. Well, um, just because you used to, you talk to I women, like women, you like women, so I just picked up on. Ki- cues of things to say and so i will always appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and my mom was always very realistic too she'd be like do you need condoms like what do you need because we're not having a kid out out here yeah which is i have a story i never told you i thought in (laughs) i thought my senior year high school this girl lied to me and told me she was pregnant because that's we uh, we were joking about the crazy one. This girl lied to me and told me she was pregnant, 
And I thought that I was gonna have to call you and tell you that I got someone pregnant. Oh. And I was like, that's the one thing she told me not to do. <laughs> <laughs> because what did I used to tell you? The woman is the one who has control over all the babies who are born. Yeah. So if you don't want a baby, wear a condom. Don't fuck it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if she's a little crazy, don't do it. She'd be like, You smart too. Somebody somebody will get yeah. pregnant and try to put it on you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a cost benefit analysis. If she's crazy, don't do it. Don't yeah. take a chance. Yeah. So overall, like, what would you say, like, or some but you of you remember when I found the condom in your car at fifteen? And I remember you did not have a talk with one of my sisters about <laughs> when and when not to bring Uh-oh. it up. Because she, because saying, <laughs> she I'm brought glad it up. You were using them though. She brought it up uh, at Christmas in front of Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma, she was like, what's this? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. What's what's too early to start for kids? I think 15 is, is pretty early. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that my kids were protected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't be there. Well, I did tell them now, if you need me to be there to, to, to make sure that there's condoms, to hand out condoms, I will. But I'm saying, um, you know, you just have to be protected and, and informed. It probably varies by kid to kid, too. Yeah. Some kids are dumb. They shouldn't be All messing kids around. are dumb. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> true. Y'all got to learn this. They're they're dumb. You will, you know, you think that you're the the you're intelligent. You're raising these intelligent kids, and then they do something really stupid, and especially something that you've told them not to do that you <laughs> advise them against. And and a lot of times you'll be thinking you are a stupid. Ass. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't. There were things that I used to think logically in my head would work, and it would just not work. For example, the time I brought you home those progress reports. Um, Were they fake? Huh? So, <laughs> so you could tell the story. So the progress reports, let's say he had five classes. So there was one page for each class. And so the progress report said page one of five, two of five, three of five. <laughs> okay. So maybe page three of five was missing. Okay, clearly Mark. <laughs> so, um, Justin, where's page three? It's like I didn't get a page. <laughs> what? I there's no page three in there, and I like did the whole look for it. I just must not have gotten it. All through his it's book su- bag, it's superstition. You know how like <laughs> buildings don't have floor thirteen. Right. They, they don't. Right. <laughs> right. So page three is missing, and I'm like, you. All I've got to do is go to school and. Get page three. Like, are you serious? I was like, I don't think, I just don't think he gave us one. It was Mr. Walton, because I used to get in trouble with Mr. Walton's class right. all the time. RIP to Mr. Walton. Um, oh, he's dead? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty sure, hope so. If not, I take back the RIP. <laughs> but I'm pretty, I'm 99.9% sure he's dead. Um, uh, but. I was edited out that I said RIP. It was stress. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, he just didn't give me one. And you're like, you're like, well, it clearly said you're supposed to have five. You only have four here. 
So what I'm going to do is we're going to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm going to ask if he gave you five progress reports, if you got this. And what's going to happen is if he says he gave you one and you don't have it, I'm going to beat your ass in that classroom <laughs> in front of everyone. <laughs> and then I was like, I walked away, <laughs> came back with this crumple. <laughs> And it was written in red all over, like how bad you were and how all this crazy stuff you did. I'm like, okay. I thought in my head it would work. I really did. Don't know until you try. Yeah, yeah. But who were you going to get to sign it for you? I just wasn't going to. I was like, she missed this fifth one. <laughs> like, it was, I was going to repeat the same story twice. Oh, my mom signed all but number three. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why she didn't sign it. But obviously, she signed the other four. She, she obviously saw it. But yes, this one with all the red ink on it, saying that I'm bad, she didn't sign this one. <laughs> Logically, that doesn't makes sense. even make sense. That does not make any sense. It was going to work. It was not. <laughs> Never going to work. It was not going to work. Um, but I tried it. I tried it. So you live an inter- interesting life. Like you got to the point where you you had five kids, you had to make a choice to change, and then on top of that, you came out right. Mm-hmm. So how is that like trajectory wise? How would you say you you've been able to do make these trajectory changes? Like how would you say you've made these changes? Because these are big changes that people don't make normally. Like there, for every one of you, there's uh, a woman with the cr- who's a crackhead now with five kids who are all addicted to crack. That's my sister. <laughs> I was going to say I know a couple. Yeah, so they don't they don't just make that change. I I know some crackheads with kids. Matter of fact, you know, because <sighs> we grew up poor. We grew up poor, and then I watched us. Once you, you come know, up. yeah, come up. I watched the come up. You remember the hoopty? I remember the hoopty. Yeah. We had I got the tail end of the come up, which is, I used to tell you about that. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, you're being too nice to my sisters because they get all these things now. Because I got the tail end of the come up. I was on my way out. Yeah. yeah. You, you got the, well, but see, you remember more than anybody else, too. True. Cause you you remember the hoopty and getting rain when it rained it rained on us mm-hmm. in the hoopty it was it was bad and the headliner was <laughs> just it would touch you just rested on your head <laughs> and and uh, I I took him to school with this car saying skew 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 for a lot of noise <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I don't know how to answer that I'm trying to think of explain again. So how would you, you've made these, you had to deal with tough situations, but you made the best of. But see, I don't consider it to be tough at this point. I just consider it to be life. Like, uh, when you, when people say, well, you did a good job with your kids, I'm like, I was just being a parent. <laughs> I mean, there, to me, there, there was no intention there. I mean, I did what was intended with Y'all, like, I, I'm supposed to make y'all better than me. So uh, that is just like the sky being blue. It just is, you know. And and um, um, and just coming out was just me being true to myself, you know. Um, but I kind of 
gauge y'all a little bit to make sure that y'all would be okay with it. Like if, if y'all hadn't have been okay with it, I don't know what I would have done. I'd have been gay on the low. But um, you, you kids were very accepting of me, fortunately. I was very fortunate for that. So, so the formula is to have kids first. If you're, if you're afraid to come out, you have kids that learn to love you unconditionally, and then you tell them, and then you're a, is that like the formula? I'm not going to say it's the right way. <laughs> I'm not. Have kids, raise them a little bit, and then bond over your shared love of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then say, oh, by the way, I'm gay. Yeah, I remember you telling me, like, you were making a big deal. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a funny day because I had deliberated for months of telling the kids. And I had, oh, God, I was just. I was like, it's just time for them to know. And I went through this. How you, did you sit everybody down? Yes, yeah. I did. I did. I sat them down. What were y'all thinking? Were y'all like, mom is about to tell us she's. I think she told me individually. I don't remember you telling I, me with. Preacher. I thought I told you, you and Lottie. No. Maybe you told me and Lottie at the same time. But I don't remember everyone being there. But I knew I was in the seventh grade. But you, I remember you said, I know. And and you told everybody else. Everybody else knew too. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, everyone, because we had found like magazines and stuff, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like gay supporting magazines, not you know, oh, okay, yeah, like Pride <laughs> magazines and things I like that. You. Yeah, all right, yeah, I was singing Playboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so they have it was such like, good articles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we know this. It, it's it's cool. Uh, which was at the time it wasn't like everybody was out all the time, so it was like I remember telling people in high, because uh, it was in middle school, seventh grade, and I told a bunch of people, like I told two people, and they were like, "What? Your mom's gay?" Because it was still <laughs> like it wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, okay. So you think it's just you were just being you? People, people were gonna w- want your tell-all book, like your your had five kids young. You could spin this into a book, Mama. Like if you if you sell it correctly, it'll end up on Oprah. Yeah. Uh, uh, first first uh, man went to jail when I was young. Second man, IQ of a tater tot. <laughs> <laughs> Uncooked. <laughs> Uncooked. Um, five kids had to survive. Now one of them is a Duke graduate. You gotta use Lottie the most. Like Lottie is yeah. like she's the. You got to use her stats the most. Duke graduate, full ride. People are going to want to know how to do that. No, oh, let's say she's a lawyer, too. Let's, is that lawyer, 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 too. Like, there are people with a lot more attributes who have a lot more. Uh, they they have money. Their kids have money. And their kids grow up to uh, uh, do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sucky kids. Well, it just sounds like you never made any excuses. And people love to make excuses. Like, oh, I can't go back to school because I got a kid. Or I can't, you know, I can't come out right now because my, my parents would hate me and, you know, whatever. But sounds like you were never that type of person. No, no, you can't make excuses. But the thing is, you just, you don't know how well you can do until you try. True. And um, I, I never thought, I never envisioned things being this good but you know you just have to take each step of the path as it comes and 
solve every problem try to solve it as well as you can when they come you know because you can't predict the future you just but there's a difference like you have to know you have to look for there's a well okay so instant gratification is not necessarily good sometimes you have to realize that things take time and you have to delay your gratification is what i'm trying to say but it took so, her five times but then she realized it <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah. so now i've got to go to school <laughs> this schooling is going to take me this amount of time you know and and just start planning for what's going to happen in the future are you a grandma yet one one Little Taylor. <laughs> well, we got something to tell you. No, I'm joking. I'm oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> This is what we brought you on for. <laughs> You're a grandma again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But it would be okay, though, because you can take care of yourself. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Uh, He's the most responsible guy I know. <laughs> he is responsible. It's, it's funny because you always brought it down to children sometimes. Like when I was talking to you about uh, quitting IBM, you were like, well, look, you ain't got no kids. Like, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And you used to always preach that. You were like, look, as long as you don't get a felony or get someone pregnant, any decision that you make is going to be all right. Like, mm-hmm. you can reverse it. And I feel like that calmed me a lot when it was, like, when I was in high-pressure situations or something where I was like, I got to figure this out. I'm like, well, I haven't committed a felony recently or any time, and uh, nobody's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, I hope right. not. <laughs> so, um this decision isn't that bad. It doesn't hold much weight. It does not. As long as as long as you don't make babies, you're good. You're good. Because you don't have to worry about taking care of anybody else but you. So if you call me up and tell me you want to go live in the woods with the flower people and <laughs> and sell newspapers by the side of the road, I'm, hey, you ain't do got your no thing. Kids. <laughs> do your thing. I'm going to uh, <laughs> a camp for the summer full of the <laughs> weirdest <laughs> Boy Scouts ever. But. She was like, you ain't got no kids. It don't matter. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, so we have this part of the podcast. And I, maybe, did I tell you this? Did I not tell you this? But he took me there. Camp. Oh, I did. oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah. What'd you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> did you see our cabin? Yeah. Where we stayed? She saw, yes. Horrible. All the mice. Oh, you shouldn't even tell. I'm glad you didn't tell me about the mice. Uh, yeah, I showed her it all. It uh, was horrible. I took her down to the rifle range. Had me roughing it. <laughs> I, Look, my feet came back strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have this part of this podcast that we like to call the motivational speech. And we ask you to look in that camera right there. That one right there. And uh, give a speech. That camera's on me? Yeah, it's been on. It's been on. It's been recording you this entire time. Um, I thought this. That one's on us. No, that one's on us. This one is a you camera. It's zoomed in on you. um, And we ask you to give a motivational speech. Well, yeah, the ones that you had watched before, because you said, because I told you you were going to be on camera. The videos you had watched before when you were doing your research was when we only had one camera and it was all three of us. Now, you're special. You have your own. I didn't even pay attention. It's all good. Uh, so. You could talk to younger you. You could talk to future kids, younger people who might be going through, you know, some of the things you went through in your life or like anybody, anybody who's listening who might need some advice. Wow. 
so I would say you know there's there are a lot of girls out there who have kids at a young age and um, and I think sometimes people don't encourage them I think um, I think I mean I'm not I'm not young or anything like that but I think there's still kind You're 30. of 30 I think there's still uh, a little stigma with teen pregnancy and I think with shows like Teen Mom and all that, you, they show that there's a lot of drama and a lot of conflict and a lot of, you know, jumping around from person to person and fighting and, you know, and kids crazy. And, and um, but I think that uh, one of the things that can happen is um, that you can succeed, that you can uh go to college you can get a degree that you can be even if you're a single parent um, you can raise your child your children and be successful um, I don't I mean I don't know what you want me to say here like, all that was good uh, that it's it's not a death sentence uh, kids kids are uh, I mean I think if you just see it as um, a challenge but a way to make you better and a way to make your child better and like Justin I feel like you and I grew up together so um, and I think uh, you know you are my son but I felt like I had to do better for you and and but I felt like and I still feel like you know we we're very bonded and because you were my first kid and I had to bring things up bring my standards up and bring you up and try to do better um because and i say you because you're my first child so um and then on top of that you being a male i really had to step the game up um but it's it's not a death sentence and and it's not a automatic go to the projects and be on government assistance and have 16 babies and you know it, it that's not what it is I don't know. But anything else? That was good. That was. I feel like people need to hear that. Uh, they can know that they can get past any circumstance that they're in. Any circumstance, and you can. You just have to do the work. And I think it's also important to find someone who has um, good things to say to you and and can motivate you, and maybe even someone who's gone through some of the things that you've gone through, who can advise you and give you some. Okay, that that was great. Like, that was it. a good speech. Um, I feel like that really resonates with people because they have to find someone that's in their circle. I think people get down um, on themselves because the path they have to take is is tough. Um, and I think you were very good when we were we were both young at that point. Saying like, yeah, I, you didn't call it a mess, but you're like, I've created this circumstance. I'm going to grind to make things different. And then I got to watch over a, a period of it changing. It wasn't an overnight process of things changing. It was, okay, you got your nursing degree. Now you get your job being a nurse. Now because you've been doing a good job of being a nurse, now you're a nursing supervisor, so you're making even more money. And like just now you're in you're to the point where you get to make your own hours. And I got to watch that process as a kid knowing 
it seemed fast, but I sat there and watched it gradually happen to where now you, you can buy the luxuries for the girls because you have that extra money. You know, got luxuries. I do. No, well, well, I at sixteen. I no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not making the scene. I didn't get any luxuries. I definitely did. You, you definitely came through. I remember one of the greatest gifts I got was you buying the Pokemon uh, video, uh, game for me uh, for Christmas. But what I'm Classic. saying is, is I don't want to say more, but you were able to splurge a little bit more as we got older. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas by the time you were splurging, I was sixteen, and like I'm getting my own job at sixteen, even though you told me I didn't have to. It was just, I had a different mindset is what I'm saying. Um, but I watched the gradual change, and I think that's important to know that change is not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. But it's gradual. Delayed and, gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sometimes me and a few ladies practice delayed gratification. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Was that too far? Is this weird now? <laughs> um... Well, normally we ask people what they have coming up. What do you, what do you have coming up? Your your birthday's today. What are you doing for your birthday? Oh, well, just a little party. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And get to hang out with my kids. Got some vodka and some We don't do that. <laughs> not at least, at least not in front of the kids. Yeah. 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 We have to we we have to play it off. We play it off in front of the kids. You feel like a, a nice you like a nice red wine? Oh, you don't drink. No, okay. that shit's okay. too expensive. That True. Was, that's my biggest reason for not yeah. drinking. Water is free. Absolutely. I never <laughs> saw my mom or grandma drink, and mm. neither one. My grandma talked about the one time she accidentally had a drink and was upset about it. Uh, someone, I think she church. ordered a she ordered a ginger. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, oh you say it because of the church? Don't say it. Yeah. No, 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 oh. no. I'm saying I saw her one time. Okay. You know they usually have grape juice at church. Yeah. And they had wine on that particular day. And I thought she was going to die at the altar. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe you have another one, but yeah. yeah so she ordered a ginger ale and they sp- that someone like the restaurant put alcohol in it. <laughs> uh, it was like in Vegas or something. And she was heated. Oh, that's Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a kid. I got a high C once and it was vodka in it. I, like, what the <laughs> f- I got a. I ordered a Long Island iced tea, but I thought that it was iced tea with like different juices in it or something. You know, I thought it was something. Five liquors and a lime. (laughs) Tea, and I love tea. And uh, it was not. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is this? Is that in Vegas too? (laughs) No, no, it was in Charlotte. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was at La Paz. uh, What are you you excited for for 49? The 49ers winning? This is going to be. Am I? Oh, I'm sorry. 30. 30. Yeah, 30. I was going to say. My bad. Are the San Francisco 30-ers going to win? <laughs> um, well, I I have a few little plans. Uh, I am I want to do more as far as school is concerned. And uh, I don't know. I've, I've got a new partner, so we're we're trying to figure us out. She's, she's pretty Shout good. Shout out to Ali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm just gonna take it as it comes. I I feel like I'm at a pretty good place though, cause I have a decent job and I can your kids of, are growing up, which you've said over my, and over again. My kids are grown. I can kind of work when I want to, make my own hours. I think you had the formula right. Like I've joked about this, but having kids, all of them by the time you're 22, mm-hmm. by Works. the time you're 40, 
let's say you were forty something. Let's say you're done. You're you're they're raised in adults, and I'm young enough to still enjoy mine. Exactly. And uh, you know, pretty cool. Honestly, going back in time, I might have just hit fourteen, but like, my, <laughs> there's a baby on the way. But let me tell you something. When I'm thirty four, I'll be happy about this. And uh, yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. And and y'all are still. Um, close enough in age to me that we can be cool and be buddies and I can parent y'all if I chose to, but I don't. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool life. Okay. You're living your best life, as they say it. Absolutely. Traveling now. Uh, what do you want to leave the people with? Uh, when is this? This will be out in the air. March 24th. March 24th? Yeah, because we're going to drop it on the two-year anniversary of the Okay, because I was thinking Mother's Day. When's Mother's Day? It's May, right? May. Oh. March 24th. Oh, well, e- either one. We can chat about it. Okay, yeah. we're. Yeah. And, Interview and Dawa. Actually, when you were sick, because she was sick yesterday, I told Dawa on standby, like, if she can't come, then you, you come. I was puking my guts out. I was hoping it w- you were pregnant and had my brother no. come. <laughs> no. Like, uh, times have changed. I, I don't know. Like somehow you got pregnant. I got a brother on the way. Still haven't given up. Well, never give up on your dreams. You told me. That, so. <laughs> no, patients fuck me up. They do that once or twice a year. And throwing up or you got a cold or something. In all seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a lot of trepidations about having an, another kid because you didn't want the responsibility of it. If you gave me a brother, you would not have to raise him. I'm, I know. I know. You have five people to raise. I know. But mm. all you got to do is be pregnant one more time and you make all your son's mm. dreams come true. This is the pitch of the century right now. <laughs> I think my first inclination would be for my son to take me to the clinic. (laughs) 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 And on that note, what do you got to leave the people with? Um, I was going to say, if this was going to come out on Mother's Day, everybody out there, we touched on it in the episode, but don't let bullshit get in between you and family. That is the truth. Absolutely. This is a very sweet episode. Uh, Two days ago, I just got, my dad handed me a letter that my mom wrote to me in 2017. And uh, I I got to read that, and it was very touching. And um, don't let bullshit get in between you and family. That is the truth. Oh, also follow me on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and TikTok at Andrew Gleason NC. Follow Humor and Mistakes on Instagram, humor.n.mistakes. Like us on Facebook. Leave a return on I a review on iTunes. Almost got through it. Fuck. After saying something so sincere, you gave your social media. <laughs> handles <laughs> right after that um y'all uh follow me at i keep it mcreal uh follow me at i Do- uh, at donovan mcneil on facebook and yeah i, I keep it mcreal is for everything and then uh, remember mistakes are okay and people make slogan. them slogan and andrew has a slogan for you i keep it mcreal we're out Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. 
thank you, little mistakers.